All right, it's another action-packed episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast, brand new for the 2019. We've got lots of talk to talk about, lots of transfers in, Tulsa Roughnecks. I don't know if maybe they visited the transfer portal. I don't know what's going on, but lots of new faces on this team, and one we will have joining us live a little bit later, Cyprian Hedrick, formerly of San Antonio FC and Oklahoma City Energy. He will be joining us live here on the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. And folks, we've got so much to talk about, so little time, so we're not going to waste your time. We're not going to bring McDonald's, nothing like that here. But folks, it's another episode of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. All right. Thank you so much for uh, hopping on this uh, Monday night football version of this Tornado Ice Soccer Podcast. Your host with the most or the least, however you want to think of it, Roger Graham here bringing all the action of the Tornado Alley Soccer Podcast. And man, it's been a long, long while since I've been on. It's good to be back. Had a little bit of a hiccup last week. I meant to come on uh, just to kind of give you guys a heads up so you know uh, are familiar with what I do for a living and it was quarter end close and for me um, it is not a very ideal time because I have to work a lot and I'm meant to come I, I work till about seven o'clock on Monday and I literally sat and looked at a computer screen till till 10 o'clock on Tuesday so Unfortunately, quarter in close is really, really crazy time for me uh, personally in my uh, other job, the one that actually pays me. So, uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's a uh, we're, we're glad to be back. And uh, before we jump into all this and, and get started, uh, uh, this uh, episode is brought to you by our good friends at BGN.FM. That's where you can find our podcast and tons of other. It seems like they're adding one every day. Good, good stuff there. Go on. If you have a team, favorite team, or just want to do some scouting on USL, I think there's EPL uh, podcasts out there. So if you want to jump into some of that, if you're a Liverpool fan, you're probably loving life right now. If you're an Arsenal fan like me, like what's the EPL? I don't even know what that is. We don't, we don't pay attention to that. Um, and then uh, our good friends over at Roughneck Scars, roughneckscars.com. The official provider of scarves for the MLS USL men's and women's national teams. I know there's a lot of folks out there getting their scarves ready for the new season. Teams, supporter groups, whatever you got, youth teams. If you've got a team, you need to make a scarf. Roughneck scarves. R U F F N E C K S S S C A R E V E S. Sorry, not two S's there. It's only one S. Roughneckscarves.com. So yeah, good good stuff there, guys. Uh, I'm excited to be back and back in the saddle and it is not tornado season just yet it's freezing cold outside here in oklahoma but we're going to try to heat it up here fourth division podcast bringing all the heat all the action we're going to jump right into it um a real quick programming note i know some of you are jumping on and maybe are anticipating sunny delisandro i'm sorry i didn't get the word out i once he kind of, he had a, a something come up last minute wasn't able to come onto the show, we will have him on for sure next Monday. And so I apologize if, if you're sitting here waiting on Sonny D'Alessandro. Um, and I didn't have time to put the word out that he would not be on, so I apologize in advance. But he will be back, and we'll have him on. And and I don't know if just if you guys need your need your daily Sonny. Uh, there was a great article on uh, sock takes that he uh, talked with. 
uh, one of the one of the uh, reporters there, and he gave you know he always gives you he always gives you everything he you know if he can talk about it, uh, he's going to give you his unfiltered opinion on just about anything, and he he does a good job in the article. They're talking about uh, NASL, well, I guess not really NASL, but NPSL. And just uh, some of the struggles, uh, not really struggles, but just this infighting with the soccer federation and uh, with these different leagues. And, and you kind of have these, you know, it's kind of like in the political spectrum right now. It's it's the two teams are kind of going against each other. And, and, you, and you see that uh, in a lot of different places. And, and I don't think soccer is immune to it, and especially the growing sport. Uh, there's a lot of people who want to put their hands in the, in the cookie jar and that, that, that tend to not like each other. I guess, and uh, he he's probably could more eloquently explain it than I can, but um, it's a good article there, and, and, and if you guys have a chance to check it out, uh, if I don't know if anybody has a, I was going to post a link here, but if, if anybody does, I'll go ahead and pen it uh, just on the page here so folks can check it out in their free time. Um, but, yeah, we can talk a little uh, Tulsa Athletic, of course. Uh, we had a first signing today, I believe. Uh, little Joe Garcia will be back. Uh, I guess uh, somebody who scores a bunch, great from free kicks, a uh, very familiar face, very familiar name with Tulsa Athletic. He will be back for the 2019 season, which, um, by the way, speaking of Tulsa Athletic and people that, that Tulsa Athletic fans love, I noticed a little team in the UPSL showed up, a uh, little Dallas City FC. Yeah, they're in the UPSL. They'll be, I guess, they'll play against the imps and some of those teams but i was interested to see them show back up on the uh soccer grid if you will uh they have uh if for folks who maybe listen to this podcast from out of state or out of town or maybe not familiar that dallas city fc is uh probably one of the most hated clubs i guess in this part of the country and i'm not talking just tulsa i mean i don't think there's a a lot of love lost with that team, and uh, so they are back on the UPSL side. I'm not, I don't know if there's a lot of cross pollination, if you will, between the UPSL and NPSL. But boy, I, you know, just from a rival perspective, I'd love to see them come back to town sometime. And I know maybe, I know it's whatever on the ownership side, if, if there's maybe a lot of uh, animosity or not, you know raw feelings there but boy i'd love just from uh, it was one of the craziest matches with when they would come to town and a lot of trash talking uh, you know if you don't like that kind of thing i guess it's not a but boy it really got ch- chippy and uh, anytime that that team was involved and i'm talking not talking the last time and you know at, at uh la fortune i mean just pretty much anytime these guys showed up to play it was always a real scrappy affair so Anyway, saw them back. I was like, well, that's interesting. I didn't know if they would ever be back in soccer, but here they are. Anyway, so I thought that was interesting. Um, And I guess uh, the Demise, they have a PASL team, the Premier Athletic Soccer League, I believe that's what it is, and and they're in the uh, national semifinals, which I, I hope they're playing indoors because it is freezing cold outside, and I'm just telling you, I mean, I go running and, you know, different things, but, you know, that's fine to go run. But to have folks uh, sit there and watch soccer in the middle of the winter, uh, I don't know. Seems like, uh, you know, I'm one of these people like, hey, maybe we should go to a FIFA schedule. But, boy, it gets cold outside. You get that north wind. I don't know. I don't know if I can sit outside and watch a soccer match unless it's, you know, 
pretty important. Um, but anyway, so enough of that. Uh, you got any comments over? I know we've got a few folks joining us. Thank you for everyone jumping on the live stream. Appreciate you guys. Lots of familiar names and faces and lots of folks I haven't seen in a long time. So uh, I hope everybody's doing well and out there in the soccer land and on the Facebook live stream. And for those uh, who may be listening on uh, BGN, uh, you know, appreciate you guys' support. And, uh, you know, uh, it's why I'm on here for folks that, that want to listen in and talk a little soccer. So, of course, any questions, feel free to chime in. Um, we will have Cyprian Hedrick here a little bit later on. So a very familiar name in the USL circles in, in this part of the country. I, I don't think he's ever – this is the first time he's been in a team that's off of I-35, I believe, here in the USL. So I uh, had a test stint with Oklahoma City a couple of years there and, and then San Antonio. He's one of these guys – I always talk about Chris Tierpak and one of those guys you always have to play against. And Chris, you know, he's on the offensive side, so he's a little more known and – because he scores goals. And you, you, I'm talking about what I used to watch OKC FC back in 2013, the first time I ever watched, you know, this semi-pro or pro soccer here in the United States. And I was in PDL and uh, Tier Pack played for uh, this, the uh, San, the Austin – is it Austin City FC? I can't remember the name. Uh, oh, it was the Aztecs. Sorry. Yeah, the Aztecs, Austin Aztecs. And he scored the only goal – in the match against OKCFC, and, and he had the little headpiece, so I, I knew what he looked like because he had that headpiece, and it's pretty – not a lot of players wear that. And then fast forward the next year, you're over here at in Oklahoma – or in Tulsa, wow, two years later in the USL, and then all of a sudden here's Chris Tierpak playing for the Austin USL Austin Aztecs. And he was this guy that always scored against the teams I was watching or always, you know, kind of pulling for. So he was always that guy, like, man, we just need to get him just to get him off the field against the Roughnecks or, you know, just because he's just uh, – he, score, he scores against teams I root for, right? Well, conversely, Scipion Hedrick is the defensive guy on the teams that I'm always rooting against or rooting for, I guess. So, uh, you know, he's one of these guys I think um, a lot of folks know, you know, familiar with him, uh, even though he's never played in Tulsa. But it's nice to see – him playing for Tulsa and not against Tulsa because he's a really nice player. And that was the one of the names that jumped off the pages that the Roughnecks picked up. And then uh, for folks here in Tulsa, uh, you know, a couple of other names kind of jumped out. Uh, you know, the really, uh, the really big one last week, uh, you know, we had uh, a few folks here. And then, uh, you know, we had Akili Barrett, um, Coming in, who's played for Tulsa Athletic, played for the University of Tulsa, uh, was drafted to Orlando City, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hey, Scott, he's back. That's right. So, yeah, he had had a you know stint there in the MLS, and then he came back. I believe played for the uh, the Dynamo, if I'm not mistaken. I, I I should have this pulled up, but I don't. So I'm just going off rogue memory here. And then uh, it was last at Swope Park. And then to see him back in Tulsa, that's a really good get for the Roughnecks, especially with the local ties here in the Tulsa community. And, and to see someone who, you know, has had, who's played at that highest level here in the United States. And, and you know, I think it's great to see uh, that him come back. And, 
you know, I, I, it's it's been interesting to see the folks that uh, Tulsa's picked up in the last few weeks here. Um, you know, we've had uh, you know a few guys that I've, I'm familiar with just watching the league, like AJ Jaqua, um, and then uh, Manny Gonzalez. I remember him. I believe he played for the Energy a few years ago as well. So somebody that, you know, you see a lot of names and, and Sean Lewis with Penn FC. So someone else that has that USL experience. So a lot of guys here, uh, you know, that, that have had that, uh, that professional experience here in the United States. And then uh, you've got, um, you know, a couple of folks that uh, I'm not familiar with that, uh, that have either played years ago or that are, you know, new to the league. So, you know, you always have, you know, Tulsa's always made a, always you know always try to find those guys out there that aren't in the league or that are kind of coming off I mean you had Juan Pablo Caffa a couple of years ago you know he was playing in Argentina it seemed like oh he's a nice player you know has played for Boca Juniors and uh, played over you know have overseas experience but sometimes you get players like that and they don't translate very well to the USL but obviously that's that's one that did so you know it's always a always interesting and there's something that I know coach <laughs> excuse me uh that that coach and uh, the general manager and everybody on board is uh, saw in those in those players that 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 attracted them to to bring them over here to Tulsa and it's also I think interesting and uh, to me in the past you know you you've always tried to go after these guys who are right out of college or you know jumping I say we but you know the roughnecks have tried to get out these guys that are new to the league or, or that you know maybe they played overseas or you know in other countries and, and you're trying to bring these guys in to adapt to this league but now you're seeing like players like sip players like um you know aj and, and uh you know folks uh, you know keely who's played in the league as well who have this the league usl experience and that know how you know the the travel the you know, playing in, in hot climates and playing in places that, you know, maybe if you're in overseas, you're in playing in Europe, you're playing right now, you know, it's cooler weather, it's nicer weather, whereas here in the United States, you're playing, it's here in Tulsa, it'd be 100 degrees in the middle of July, August, September, you know, June, What you know, there's four months out of the, sea, of the year, it could be 100 degrees in Oklahoma. So you get these guys who have that experience who played here in, in the Midwest and the South that 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 are used to this climate and used to that grind uh that travel schedule of uh, here in the usl so i think that that will be a crucial piece and i know it's like people you know oh it's you know whatever it's it's just soccer but really there's it's so many variables to playing in this this sport in this league here it is something that's different in, in the united states that you know other places you know in, in the world they play in a different calendar in different climates so um, I believe it's. I believe it was the USL show had that map. I, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but they had the League One, which is the so you got USL Championship, which is Tulsa, and everybody's in that we're all familiar with. And then you have the League One, and the League One schedule it was like if they superimposed those that travel onto Europe, you basically would have a team in Portugal traveling all the way to Romania for a home game. So <laughs> that's like that's what they do in Champions League in, in Europe. So just to kind of give you some context, you know, we talk about Champions League, we think, oh my God, they're traveling all over the place, but in actuality, they're traveling almost the same distances as 
we do here in the United States, and we kind of take that for granted. But anyway, that'll be, uh, you know, we have, I don't know if you guys, uh, something I, I was reading just as I was prepping for this was the Grant Wall article with um, uh, Jake Edwards of the USL. He's a commissioner of the USL. And, you know, the question always gets brought up, and we've talked about it on the show before, but USL, you know, when it went to these two leagues, the championship and the league one, that, um, you know, you're, you're talking about pro rail. It's just like, oh, that just looks easy. That's a, it's a, you got one league you can promote and relegate to the next. Um, <clears throat> Jake Edwards has never ruled that out, uh, and I'll give him that credit. I know we give him a hard time about, you know, substitution rules and, you know, overlooking Tulsa, and, you know, we kind of have a little bit of a, you know, he's the man and we want to give it to the man kind of a thing. But really, uh, that's one thing that I've appreciated about Jake Edwards is that he's he seems to be very innovative. The USL is expanding every year, whether – However you feel about the league, it's it's expanding. Uh, I think you see the same thing in the NPSL side, too, expanding league. You're finding – I think both are serving um, you know, two different things here. One's, you know, obviously professional. The other's, you know, trying to find <coughs> – excuse me – and something that uh, Sonny had mentioned in that article. Hey, if we can find a team in western Kansas, 500 people are showing up that's awesome. That's what we're looking for. Whereas, you know, on the, on the USL side they're they're looking for the tiered USSF tiers, which is you got to have a certain population to be considered for uh, league one or league two. So kind of two different things. I'm all for expansion. I don't care if it's a team in Western Kansas or there's three teams and, or 50 teams in New York city. It, it doesn't, it's, it's all the same to me. But going back to Jake Edwards for a minute, I think that he's showing that innovation, that expansion, that, that we want to grow. But he also mentioned that he wants to keep the league, the championship division, so it's one Tulsa's in, to between 38 and 40 and then cease expansion at that point. And then I think once we get to that, which we're at 46, I believe is what the article said. But uh, But then you have the league one, which is the league below it, which you need that foundation of these smaller divisions, which is something I appreciate about the NPSL, is you've got that big foundation already in place. And then, you know, now they're going to build up, whereas USL is kind of starting from the top and then kind of moving down. So it's, it's just a different approach, I guess. But, I, I mean, I'd probably prefer to see the, the, the bottom leagues get more robust than the uh, top leagues. <coughs> just from a – you know, if you want the pro rail, I think that that's crucial. That's always been a, a sticking point for folks who are pro pro rail is that, you know, hey, we can just make it happen. But, you know, actuality, you, you need to have those lower leagues robust. It's kind of a bottom up uh, build if you want pro rail. So anyway, uh, that was something he had mentioned. So I, and he said, well, right now at 46. So that means some teams that are in the championship division may be in league one. Which I'm like, oh gosh, that's you know when you're talking smaller division teams that you're fans of, like we are here in Tulsa or you know Oklahoma City or wherever here in the Midwest, you know you always go, okay, well, is that does that mean these two teams are going to drop down like Swope and uh, you know these you know went blank there, uh, LA two, you know what does that mean they're moving down or is that 
meaning some of these independent owned teams said, you know what, we can't, we can't hang in this league. And, uh, and I'll be honest, I think if, if things wouldn't have changed on an ownership perspective, I would have been a little more nervous about that. Um, but I don't get the sense that talking with Barry and, and Wayne and some of those guys, I don't get the sense that they are hoping to go to league one. I just, I, I don't, I don't get that sense um, in my conversations with them. You know, I, I could, I mean, I've reserved the right to be wrong, but I don't feel that that is their ambition. They, I think they want to win the league and grow a team and, and into a professional I guess a professional. When I say professional, yeah, you're getting paid, but to run it like a professional organization. Um, I know there had been talks of maybe going, getting, you know, uh, you know, a developmental team. I know with TSC, you've got some of that already in place, possibly. Um, I mean, I don't know anything fish. I'm just, you know, just you know, spitballing here. But <coughs> I think that they're more ambitious than saying, you know what, let's no, you know. No sweat being by in League One. That's that's great, and you know, for smaller teams and smaller markets, that's that's where you got to go. But uh, I I don't get that sense that that's the end game for the the folks that are uh, running the current team as it is. So, uh, like I said, a couple of years ago, year or two ago, I may have felt differently about that. But anyway, so enough about that. Um, yeah, yeah. How's everybody doing? I hope uh, you know we, my arsenal, my arsenal gunners. I, man, they were in fourth place, and I was like, "Yes, that's let's do it, baby." We're in fourth, and then <laughs> Pellegrino. Yeah, I didn't know he was even. Co- I forgot he's even coaching uh, West uh, West Bron- or West Ham. Sorry. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, that dude still can coach, can he?" West West Ham in eighth place beat Arsenal this week one nil. Uh, really a bad loss for Arsenal. Arsenal's been a little bit on a skid lately. <coughs> he loses to uh, Liverpool, you know, 4-1, just get the doors blown off. And then, you know, and Arsenal just kind of seem like they're just listing right now. If they're a boat, they're just kind of, you know, just sitting there and, and I think maybe taking a little bit of water, unfortunately. Um, transfer window still open, so maybe something happens. Maybe, I don't know, maybe... Ozil got sold. I don't know. You know, he, he, it's always been a rumor that he would, and he's still. It's kind of the rumor, like with Benzema, right? You know, he's like, oh, we're gonna get Kareem Benzema, and he's gonna be on our team, and he never has been on our team. So, um, anyway, we'll see what happens there. Um, I don't have. I should get Zach on, and we could talk more Arsenal. Because uh, honestly, I've. I mean, I'm up that time in the morning with the kids, but usually there's kids running around and everything else. So I'm not really focused and paying attention like I like I probably want to be but that's okay it is what it is and and you know we'll, we'll figure it out and move on but anyway we have uh Cipron will be coming on here in about five minutes so let me uh take a quick pause and um and while we're doing that uh if you have any questions for Cipron Hedrick go ahead and ask away <coughs> excuse me yeah, uh, Miguel saying losing to Liverpool, not that big of a surprise. Liverpool's pretty dang good for folks who may not be. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure everybody on here is probably keeping up with EPL to some degree. But, you know, right now Liverpool's the team to beat, it seems like. You know, they did get knocked off by uh, Man City the other day. But, <clears throat> you know, they're 
they're still, you know, Jurgen Klopp's heck of a coach. Um, you know, Pep Goriola, that dude didn't forget how to coach. I can promise you that. So it'll be a good, it'll be hopefully, I hope it's, I hope it's close because in the past few years, the title race hasn't been that close. Um, I think the last one that was really great was the year uh, City won and they knocked off um, QPR and, and stoppage time, those two stoppage time goals, which was the best game I've ever seen in my life. Um, so, yeah, Chelsea up in fourth place now. Seems like Arsenal, Chelsea are kind of in that dogfight there in fourth place. Um, you know, since I'm a fan of one of the two teams, whoever I'm a fan of probably has the disadvantage just, just in life. If I'm rooting for them, they're probably going to get – they're probably going to lose. I mean, it's just kind of my – my uh, defeatist mentality, I guess, but yeah, we're um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll I mean, it's still about halfway through right now, so we have a couple months, and you know, you've got these cold months coming up. You've got these um, Champions League matches coming up in the next couple of weeks, and you've got well, for me, it's Europa League, so woohoo! So we'll have some of those matches coming up, and it's knockout stages there. And Arsenal's one of the teams that's kind of the favorite because they're a they're a household name and they're playing against teams that are from, you know, Romania and Bucharest, Bucharest and, uh, wait, it was Budapest, Bucharest and all the, all the other rest. Right. So, um, a lot of teams there and, and, and some of that, uh, it seems like the, the Spanish leagues and the, uh, uh, Italian league teams are always a tough match. And of course the German league teams. So <laughs> we'll, we'll find out if, We'll see what the uh, landmine is out there for the Gooners, as you guys call them. But, yeah, we'll, we'll find out. I'll keep an eye on it. I mean, I'm not a big Euro. I couldn't analyze or tell you who's even in it right now. But, uh, obviously, I'll have uh, you know, paying, be paying attention to the uh, Champions League, of course. But, hey, hey, if you win the Europa League, you can get in Champions League without an automatic qualifi- qualifier. So, Maybe that's how Arsenal gets into the Champions League. I, it's a tough road, but uh, it's it's there. I, I think it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good prize for those who do win that league. So, anyway, uh, real quick, I'm gonna hop off here and uh, grab a sip around Hedrick. So, hang tight. We'll be right back. All right. So, we've got a newly acquired, I guess, defender for the. Tulsa Roughneck Cyprian Hedrick is on live here on Facebook Live on the Tornado Valley Soccer Podcast. Cyprian, how's it going tonight, man? Uh, it's going pretty good. Can't complain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I was before you got on here, I was talking about, you know, there's certain players that we see a lot here, uh, you know, as you followed as we followed Tulsa Roughnecks, and you're just like, man, I just we just need to get that player. Just so we don't have to play against him anymore, and <laughs> you and uh, Chris Tierpack are two of those players that we, you know, because we, we see you a lot. You know, you're at, you're at Oklahoma City for a couple of years, and then you go to to San Antonio, so you're still here yeah. on the uh, I-35 corridor, and and it's a team that we see quite a bit. Um, well, I have to ask uh, before we get into anything heavy here, but this is a Tornado Alley soccer podcast. Uh, since you've lived here in the Tornado Alley, have you ever had to take cover from a tornado or anything uh, crazy like that? Oh, man, um, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. I know. When I was living in the former city, we weren't playing, and I was playing there. Um, I coached at Norman, mm-hmm. and um, I remember there was one that was about to touch down, and I was driving home. 
Um, and I think I was just getting some debris from it. But oh, I mean, gosh. it was probably the scariest I've ever been being on a road. I mean, my car, I had a little car and it was just, I felt like it was just getting pushed side to side on the road. And uh, I mean, driving from Norman to OKC, I mean, it's a good, you know, 25, 30 minute drive. Sure. So the, the whole time I'm like, I'm seeing cars on the side of the road and I'm like, man, should I just pull over and just wait? Or, you know, how far is this thing for me? I had no idea. I just know there was one close by. So my thought was get home as quick as possible. Cause sure. if, if it does touch down close to you, you don't want to be on the road like some of these people. So I just got to power through it. So I got on the right lane and I just <laughs> went as slow as I needed to. Yeah. Uh, and I got home, but that's the closest I ever got. Um, me and my family, we ever really got to one. Uh, but of course, summer, summertime is never really that fun because of it but um you right. know, it's not too bad you kind of deal with it after a couple after a couple of years of it yeah wow that's if you if you're close enough to see debris yeah you were pretty daggone close man <laughs> that, that's like okay you know i used to tornado chase I'm like if i was getting hit by debris i'm like ah, we're getting too close here so yeah oh yeah, man exactly. well that's that's terrifying actually wow being on the road and having to deal with that wow and especially yeah, if you're like so, you don't know where it's at you're like you know what the heck's going on yeah uh, and i'm driving i'm driving through I mean, I'm going from from Norman, so mm-hmm. I'm driving through. Uh, what's the middle one in the middle there? Uh, more, uh, I believe. More, yep. yeah, and it always hits more for yes, some it reason. Yes, This, I, so I I'm that like, for a fact. yes. <laughs> I'm like, man, I got, I got to definitely make sure I get through more, get past more, and get further up, and uh, I should be okay. But um, yeah, it was a good experience, uh, oh, a pretty yeah. scary one, <laughs> a pretty scary one. But I can say at least I've I've somewhat dealt with it and I've experienced it a little bit. Well, gosh, well, hopefully that nothing that close uh, here in Tulsa. Uh, you know, we've, you know, here, you know, going back to, you know, Oklahoma City and, uh, you know, getting the experience there and then in, in San Antonio. And one of the things, um, you know, you, you're, you're a player, we have quite, you know, USL experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, what's the thing that, uh, that drew you to, to Tulsa this time? Oh, man, uh, just I've heard of, I mean, obviously, living in Oklahoma mm-hmm. um and and playing Tulsa so many times um I know I knew that the culture there was uh was strong the the, mm-hmm. the people in the city love soccer um and of course the youth is very strong um and so uh just you know soccer is a funny 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 sport and a funny business because you just the right opportunity comes up and for me this was uh this was it um with with coach uh, NCN becoming head head coach and mm-hmm. um, a, a former player and a team and a friend of mine, AJ getting signed. Yep. Um, you know, he was like, you know, he gave me a call and he was like, Hey, Sip, you know, what, you know, what do you, cause I was a free agent and he's like, sure. what are your plans for next year? And I'm like, you know, just right now, just seeing what my options are and whatever. And uh, he spoke to me and um, briefly about, you know, going to Tulsa potentially. And, um, and he said, you know, obviously with the new coach and everything and, and uh, really, for me, as soon as I gave Coach NCN a call mm-hmm. um, and I spoke to him and, and I just kind of got to know about him a little bit and just kind of what he's trying to build there, uh, I was all in, man. Um, yeah. Right away, I was like, OK, you know, let's let's find a way to make this work. Um, I like I like what he was saying to me. I like the kind of culture he's trying to build mm-hmm. um, and with the organization shaking up a little bit, yep. you know, th- than what it used to be, you know, three or four or five years ago. Um and just just kind of a new beginning um that sounded really really um amazing to me and to be sure. a little part of that um is something that i just i, I couldn't pass up um oh, i yeah, need to absolutely. find a way i need to find a way to be a part of that and so uh you know we worked things out and and um here we come coming to tulsa so it was uh, the right opportunity for me and my family and uh, mm-hmm. and just also what they were building there and uh 
starting starting back over from scratch and and uh, you know putting Tulsa back on the map, um, so to speak. Um, I want to be a part of that, and not not just from the soccer playing perspective, but also in the community, um, giving these kids people to aspire to and people they're proud of, and and players that you know they want to come cheer for and, and stuff like that, and players that they'll see off the field as well. Um, and it goes beyond all that. Um, just all that stuff was was you know definitely down my alley and at this point in my life and career, um, stuff that I was really interested in, uh, really excited to be doing. So things kind of aligned and, uh, you know, one thing led to another and, um, I was coming here. I am coming to Tulsa. So not coming, I'm coming in knowing a couple of players already, which is right. always nice. Um, that kind of helps with uh, adjusting and, and kind of getting a feel for everybody. But, um, yeah, man, that was kind of my, my journey as far as how we landed on Tulsa and how we were getting to Tulsa. There's a, <clears throat> and, and I was sitting here thinking, and I've, and I was going to say, hey, have you been to in the restaurant I went blank on just now? Because it's a, it's a Jamaican restaurant in down. Maybe you've been there. I don't know. It, um, <clears throat> anyway, I was going to say, hey, you got have you tried that out yet? No, yeah. I'll definitely I'll definitely check it out. Um, <laughs> I, I went I, blank I love, on the name. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a bad Tulsa host. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. You have to think about it whenever you know you figure it out, let me know, because yes. I love uh, Caribbean food. I love Jamaican food. Oh, me too. Um, and oh, yeah. and being West African myself, I love, you know, African food. So uh, as soon as I get there, and I know with the, all the teammates I'm going to have, they're going to be able to sniff stuff out before I will. Uh, so <laughs> so I'll just go off of what they're saying, because if, you know, I have a couple of Caribbean teammates. Oh, sure, you know, yes. And, and, they, and, they, and they know where the good spots are. I'm going with them for sure, um, and I'm checking things out. Yeah, I'm hoping somebody here in the comments will, will tell me. I was like, I had it in my mind. It's I, I can tell you. I can. I'm looking at it right now. I'm envisioning it, and I've been there a couple times myself. And I'm like, oh, this place is awesome. And anyway, okay, if somebody comments. I'll, I'll I'll bring it up. But anyway, yeah. So let me go further back. I know we've. I know you've, you have experience here in the USL. But what what got you into soccer from from the get from the beginning? And how did you know that this was something that you would do professionally? Uh, it's just, it's part of my culture, man. Um, mm. I was born in Cameroon, West Africa. Um, and so from a very early age, I was exposed to the game. Um, you know, growing up as a young kid there, there's not a whole lot to do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and we weren't necessarily wealthy by any means. Um, and so, you know, we, we had school, um, you know, the early stages of school and then mm -hmm. soccer mm. <laughs> and, and that was it. And so, uh, you know, from an early age being exposed to it, my mom, um, she was a big soccer fanatic. And so I think I kind of get that, that from her. Mm -hmm. Um, and just, it's just like every day, you know, go to school, come home and, you, you know, grab a ball and find whoever you can find and, you know, just go to an open field and put whatever you can find to make goals and then just play. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, being exposed to that from a very early age, um, and then moving to the United States, uh, at nine years old, then I finally, you know, was exposed to, you know, organized sports and, mm -hmm. you know, of course, soccer from an organized standpoint and then even basketball and soccer, I mean, uh, and football sure. um, and all the all different kind of sports that I'd never been exposed to. Um, it started from a very early age. And so uh, it's something that's always been a part of me. And mm -hmm. um, just the older I got, the more I did it, I didn't want to do anything else. Sure. Um, I tried other things. I tried basketball. I tried football. But, uh, you know, soccer was just the one thing that always kind of stuck and I kind of sure. always excelled in. And so uh, my mom also helped. <laughs> yeah. uh, she always told me uh, soccer was going to take place, take me places in life and uh, that I was wasting my time with all these other sports. And so, sure. uh, 
of course, we're kids. We don't listen to our parents. Nah. But, um, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> uh, why would we ever do that, right? You know, we, we know everything. So, uh, at, at that stage in my young, young, younger years, I was like that. But, um, uh, mm-hmm. obviously, she's very right. And many, many, many years later, I'm, I'm blessed to be still be doing it professionally. So, uh, I knew from an early age, um, it's what I wanted to do. And, you know, since then, you know, you have a dream and I've just, I've worked hard at it every day. Um, I failed quite a few times and I've had people tell me no, and I've had people tell me I'm not good enough, but you know, that's just all motivation to me. Um, it drives me and it's, uh, it's what keeps me going. So, you know, I, I knew that I was always good enough. Um, mm-hmm. and I prayed that I would get the right opportunity to show that I'm good enough. And, uh, once I did, uh, most of us players, all we need is an opportunity you give us an opportunity and, you know, we're going to make it or break it on ourselves by, right. by what we do and how we play and how we are day to day in and day out. So uh, to get the opportunity um, to finally get to do it professionally right out of college um, and to get my foot in with Sporting KC and then, mm-hmm. you know, to get my year there. And then, you know, from there, I started playing the USL. Um, I've just been working hard at it, man, um, sure. every day. So and to answer- fortunately, oh. I'm still going at it. So, <laughs> hey, no, that's great. And, you know, that's. I think one of the things and and the challenge I think you know, this is just from you know maybe I'm not right here maybe correct me if I'm wrong here but I think okay. one of the things that in in professional soccer in the United States it's you know if you if you didn't quite make it up to the MLS level mm-hmm. there really was anywhere else to go from there other than uh, maybe playing you know just dinking around you know one of the leagues in town or something but you're not getting paid yeah. to do it. And, you know, I think that that's always that finding, and you know, that's great for the USL because now you have that kind of that cushion there of, okay, yeah, exactly. you can still play. You can still make a living playing the sport. And I still think maybe the wages still probably have ways to come up just you know, if, if, to be comfortable and, and all that good stuff. But that's, you know, right. this is all, this is all starting, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it, can't, it can't happen overnight. So um, that's, that's the thing that I really, I think there's so much talent and, folks here this is a huge country right and and you've got folks yeah. you got you got folks who you know coming in from you know different parts of the world who live here now that mm-hmm. can bring a different you know uh, perspective i guess and right yeah it's just, just you know it's like oh if you can't make these 30 teams and okay it's over well now at least you have that right and and to be able to play in tulsa or, or you know san antonio or oklahoma city and and be able to do that at that level I, yeah and i think it's you know, 10 years ago, that didn't exist, you know? So, no, so no. yeah, I, I mean, think it's kind of those things. It's a fortuitous, you know, you're at your, age, at your age and then you get to be in this, uh, get to see all this kind of expanding and growing and, right. you know, what, what's one of the things, you know, since you've been in this league for a few years now, what's, what's the one thing that you think, uh, would make this even a better league, uh, from your perspective? What would make it a better league? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. cause it, it, the thing about this league is, I remember coming in in two, what was it? Cause I graduated 2012. So in 2013, mm-hmm. um, you just made me feel like really Antigua, old. When like Antigua was in the league. Uh-huh. Like there was no, there is no East and West. It was just, everybody played everybody. You know, Orlando was dominating everything. I mean, mm-hmm. you go back quite a few, like quite a few years mm-hmm. and, um, you see how the game has progressed. And honestly, the quality is so much better now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's continuing to get better. And the thing that people don't realize is it's getting harder. Yeah, it's getting a lot harder to even get an opportunity um, to get in. <laughs> yeah. um, not even just USL, not even just MLS, just USL, and even now USL one, 
mm-hmm. I mean, with that coming in and all that, that also helps and it opens a lot of uh, opportunities for other people. But even that's hard to kind of get into nowadays. So mm-hmm. um, the, the game has changed a lot. Um, but the one thing I would say is, you know, obviously with the beginning of the play union, um, mm-hmm. I think as this league grows, it's, it was inevitable. It's something that needed to happen eventually mm-hmm. and something um, that needs to be in place for for everything to progress. Um, and, you know, if our second division is going to be a division that's going to be taken seriously and respected by others, um, there's got to be st- stuff set in place. And, sure. um, you know, something like, a you know, something like that, um, like a players union mm-hmm. is going to do really well. Um, and it, it's not necessarily going to benefit players like myself, but the younger players coming up who are oh, going to sure. be coming through in the next five, 10, 15 years, they need to have something set and something that can help protect them. Um, and you know, cause at this, at the end of the day, we all take risks. I mean, sure. I can go to practice and go for a header and get under undercut and fall on my head and break my neck. Yeah. I mean, anything can happen. Yep. And so, um, there need to, there needs to be things in place. Um, not just for crazy accidents like that or anything, but just right. day-to-day life, making it, sure. making it easier for players, um, to just only have to focus on playing and performing and, and right. being a, a you know representing the club well and, and being involved in the community yep. um i've had plenty of teammates um former and past who you know they don't make enough so they have to find a way to make yeah. another you know another source of income whether it's working a part-time job or you know if things like that can change um and it'll take time i don't yeah. expect it to change over you know the next couple of years but you know if that stuff can change, um, it'll make things better. There'll be better quality, mm-hmm. better quality, you'll attract better quality players and it'll make the league grow even more yeah. than it has. And so I think that's the one piece right now that's happening that I think is going to really impact the game. and It's going to change the game. Yeah. Um, and of course there's a bunch of other things, but just that I can think of right away is that, yeah. um, I think of MLS and I think of MLS play union. I mean, yeah. you can't think of MLS and not think of the play union. They're, they're very much involved. Um, with everything, um, then they make sure that their players are taken care of, that all the players are being represented well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think all across the board, if our country is going to be a, you know, a, a country that people respect, it's got to be all across the board, yeah. not just in the MLS. So, yeah. and, and you, you hit on a little bit there too, you know, having to focus only on soccer uh, mm-hmm. as a full time job, which it, it it's a profession, it's a profession. I mean, I just can't think of I'm an accountant. If like, okay, I have to do. Prof- I'm a professional accountant, but I have to go work and wait tables on the side so I can be a professional accountant. See, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't work that way in the in the business world. So it's like right. well, it only makes sense that it only works that way in in the sporting world too. And like you said, it's coming around. It's it's something that's not you know going to happen overnight, obviously. But yeah, I've always thought about because you, you know you want good players, people that have talent to be able to go. You know, I can afford to do this for a living and and right. not feel like man you know my buddies are you know who've got business degrees they're making you know x amount of money and right. geez you know i've got some kids here and you know i mean life happens. <laughs> i know but i got two kids right. you know, it's like my gosh you know and uh, insurance and everything else that comes along with yeah. that so exactly i mean it's it's all that quote grown-up stuff you know but eventually yeah. it's, it's real and, and you have to it has to it has to be it has to be dealt with, right? So yeah, and it's uh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna get yeah. better. Um, uh, it's gotten so much better since I got into the USL. So sure, uh, it'd be nice to say, oh well, you know, nothing has happened. Plenty have happened. Yeah. Um, and and a lot's gonna happen, continuing moving forward. But sure. um, you know, there's also cases where you know there's people on the other side who, you know, for example, something like coaching. 
I mean, if, you know, let's say myself, for example, I play, Mm -hmm. but I still coach and it's not, I'm not coaching because I have to, I coach because I want to give back and it's my way of getting back in the community and I get to connect with people and I get to, you know, connect with kids and, and, um, and even parents and, and, you know, we have a lot of free time. You practice, you know, once a day, maybe twice a day, and then you have the whole day. So, um, a lot of us, we can't just sit around and do nothing. We want to be doing something. And, you know, typically for some of us that translates to coaching. Right. Um, and so there are cases where people do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've known people who actually work a normal job, you know, find a way to work a normal job and still play. Um, and all, all credit to them. Cause I, I mean, I can only assume that's extremely hard, yeah, um, yeah. but they do it. Um, and they're, they're happy to do it. And, um, because the window of opportunity for us to be doing this professionally is mm-hmm. so small. Oh yeah. Uh, and so you got to take advantage of it. Um, if you're given this, okay, get it and, and make the most of it and yeah. try to make a better situation for yourself the next year. Um, yeah. And all you need is a foot in the door. So. By the way, the answer to my question earlier, I asked and I went blank. It's Cicero's by the way. So, Cicero's. Cicero's. Remember it, commit it to memory. You'll probably want to go there. It's amazing. Okay. Well, how do you spell that? Uh, I believe it's S-I-S-S-E-R-O-U-S. Okay. Cicero's. Cicero. Yeah. And it's not very far from the stadium. In fact, it's like, okay. I mean, maybe two blocks. So it's in the Brady District, over, not very far from the Guthrie Green. So I don't know if you've driven around Tulsa much or been around the, the stadium area, but... Anyway, solid place. Highly recommend. Um, okay, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking, like, man, I need to take my, I need to go get like a babysitter and go to date night or something, <laughs> uh, just to get out of the <laughs> yeah. house. So that's, yeah. But anyway, yeah. Do, uh, and uh, you know, I think one of the things, uh, you know, with you know what you said, uh, with the more leagues and you, you certainly get a lot of international exposure. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to come here, so maybe. This, you know, you have more, better players that want to come that, hey, I'll come if I can, you know, get this kind of, you know, set up. And I think that that's part of it, the union and, and everything else. And, and, you know, like I said, it just keep more players playing and you get more people possibly you could play for the national team that, mm-hmm. you know, instead of them going, you know, I'm going to work a construction job now, you know, hey, they keep them in the system. And, you know, who knows? It's straight, you know, people like Jamie Vardy, you know, and, yeah. Just to see them kind of come through the lower ranks and and now he's a fixture on the national team so it's, it's anyway incredible. just uh, it's an <laughs> it does open up some opportunities and some doors but uh uh but anyway that's great and great insight i always like to hear that from a player's perspective and you know some things that we maybe as fans are maybe not think about but you know it's always kind of in the back of our minds but you know certainly yeah. you know see that human side of it too um uh, from from what the players have to or are looking at and, and, and certainly things that you have to deal with on that side. So yeah. uh, anyway, good stuff there. Uh, and uh, well, I have to, you know, I know I told you like 10 to 15 minutes. Of course we carried on over a little bit. So apologize no, I'm good, man. I'm good on time. <laughs> Kids are asleep. Everybody's, you know, doing their own thing. So I'm, I'm good. No time rush. All right. All right. All, you said all the kids are asleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're both asleep. So oh, how old <laughs> I'm, are they? I'm no one sh- no, uh, one, I have a one year old daughter and a five year old daughter. Oh man! Two girls. All right, All right. yeah. I've, I've got <laughs> two and a half and an and a eight month old. So. Uh, oh okay. Yeah, we had them quick. Fun, fun times to come. I'm telling you. <laughs> Just I know we've already started. I don't know. We started pretty early in soccer around here, but uh, there's like 18 month old soccer programs, man. Oh yeah. I mean, you. I think you could start at like. I'm. I'm pretty sure my daughter started when she was two. 
Okay, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not going to be anything crazy, but, you know, you get them, they go out there with an oversized jersey, and they run around a little <laughs> bit, and, you know, they all bunch up, and, you know, there might be a couple that want to kick the ball. There might be a couple that just don't want to be involved with people bumping. So, yeah. it's always it's always fun. It's fun <laughs> to just get them out there and let them run a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Hey, you never know. Maybe you get a couple scouts out there looking around, like, hey, oh, I, I really mean, like how that person's <laughs> up. Not you know who, pulling their diaper knows, off man. out there. How, how how it is nowadays with some of the parents on the sideline? Gosh, man, you would think that their their four or five year olds, you know, are, are trying out for the the women's uh, national team and stuff like that. It's, uh, oh no, I can't. oh that's <laughs> some parents go pretty nuts about uh, Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I had a little interference there from some of those what's uh, aliens or trying to duck me or something here. I don't know what's going. I just got some background noise. I apologize if it's uh, you right. can hear it on your end. Oh, that's all good. I don't know what's going on. Just if somebody's trying to get a hold of me or Okay, anyway. So okay, I think it's gone now. Okay. I don't I did nothing to make that go away, so I don't know what just happened there. So apologize for folks uh, that are listening in if you guys can hear that. Um uh, and then also somebody we have a uh, a recommendation on the Cicero's the fried shark sandwich is the jam. So I don't know if that's something <laughs> you may be interested in or not. Uh, everyone try it out, but that's what uh, Robbie Corcoran said. So there's a suggestion. I don't know. But uh, anyway. Um, that's a little a little bit, I don't know. I normally know what I like to eat. I normally eat what I like. Um, but yeah. a fried shark sandwich, that's <laughs> definitely out there. Maybe get one of your teammates, one of the, the rookies, yeah, one of the younger guys. <laughs> yeah, all right well uh well, sip, we'll, we'll we'll catch you loose my friend i appreciate you hopping on with us tonight and i don't like i said i apologize for the in, just, i don't know what's going on but we have something going on in the background here but anyway i think it's gone now maybe so anyway Cyprian hedrick here defender for the tulsa roughnecks joining us here on the tornado alley soccer podcast uh sip uh we'll, we'll keep in touch man we'll have you back on in the alley and uh we'll, we'll talk soon okay Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on. I'll be there real soon. All right, Sip. Sounds good, my friend. Thanks so much. All right. Take care. You know, certainly uh, very important there. So good stuff. Yeah. Great to have him on. And I, I think it's the first time I've ever talked to him on uh, on the podcast. Uh, like I said, we've always covered him and when he played for different teams at San Antonio and, and Oklahoma City and in different place. Um, so I know a lot of folks were very happy to see him uh uh, signed for the Roughnecks, as a lot of folks are very familiar with him. Um, yeah, so good stuff there. Get get down to, I don't, I've, I just went blank on Cicero's. I was like, I've been there two or three times, and I was like, man, what was that place called? You know, the daggone place, the stuff on the walls. What's that? Shenanigans? No, Cicero's. Anyway, um, so all right, good stuff. Uh, yeah, there's a. Uh, you know, just a kind of a quick program, kind of switch gears on you just for a second, if you don't mind. Uh, we'll have, um, like, so for those that are joining late on the live broadcast, we'll have Sonny D'Alessandro on next week. He was had a last-minute schedule change there, so wasn't able to get the word out, but he will be on next week, and we'll talk all things Tulsa Athletic. Uh, again, they had a signing there with, uh, with uh, Smoke and Joe, is it Smoke and Joe or Little Joe? I've seen both. So anyway, Joe Garcia, he's uh, back for the team for the 2019 season. Um, yeah, so uh, I imagine we'll start seeing some more signings for the Tulsa Athletic here. Uh, sure, probably 
some familiar names. Uh, you know, they've got the core group of folks that have uh, been on the team since the beginning. You know, I'm sure you'll see some of those folks. Um, Lori Scholl. Hey, Lori uh, kind of got us a little insight this weekend. <laughs> she was in uh, California uh, at one of the combines there, I believe, um, doing a little scouting, doing a little photogging. Uh, uh, if I if I would have known in time, I'd have had to come on and talk a little bit um, about that. One of the former players for the Tulsa Roughnecks was out there, and I was interested to see. I believe he is uh, he has moved on and signed with a new team, and I was to see if he was on the transfer wire and if he had been uh, if that was official yet. I don't see. Maybe he is. Maybe. Um, Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll search this. I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything or not, but um, she was out there, ran into a couple of familiar faces out there. And this would not be a Tulsa signing, by the way. This would be somebody else uh, said next week. Okay, we'll talk about it next week. I won't, I won't, I won't spoil any, any surprises, I guess. So anyway, um, so you can ask Lori. I'm sure she'll tell you. She's, she was out the out and about this weekend. Um, yeah. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, good stuff. Uh, just a quick program. You know, we'll try this again next. We'll we'll try to do our t- Monday night schedule, uh, Monday night uh, podcast, and we'll try to have uh, at least one guest on. Two guests would be kind of what I always try to shoot for. You know, some nights it's just hard to get folks out on, on a Monday night and and get on the podcast, but. Uh, especially at this time, sometimes people go to bed early, so uh, we'll we'll try our best and, um, and and to try to get some folks on the podcast. But right now, it's, it's the off season. There's not a lot of you know local soccer that's going on per se. Uh, I guess the only other local tie, Ray Sayari, sorry, Sayari, sorry, Ray Sayari. I, I always get confused on how to say the last name, but former t- Tulsa Athletic and University of Tulsa. Uh, soccer player there. He's now at San Antonio, or I'm sorry, wow, at Sacramento Republic, um, a team that I think is going to be pretty tough this year. They, they seems like they have loaded up some good players there, and then you have uh, another team that seems like they're loading up to is Phoenix and uh, Orange County. It seems like you know Sip. Cyprian said something, you know, so this team's getting, this, this league's getting tougher, and he's not kidding. Um, you know, they've got guys who were getting regular minutes in, in MLS coming in playing USL. Uh, you got guys internationally coming up that have, uh, uh, that have played um, in Europe, you know, uh, South America, upper tier leagues coming here and playing in USL. So, you know, he's not kidding when you said it's it's getting it's a tougher league. You know, guys that were in the league two or three years ago, you know, not getting not in the league anymore, not being able to play in the league anymore, um, due to some of the increased competition. Um you know, and then in other life events as well, but it's it's a better league, it's getting tougher. Um as a result, you're you're seeing a lot better players in in, in the more am, the you know the semi pro and, and amateur leagues because there's it's you know those guys are still playing soccer so you know you're getting a lot of good players 
you know, in, in some of the lower divisions now here in the United States, it's not just, you know, beer leagues anymore. It's, 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 it's guys who are former pros, former college guys, former, you know, uh, they have to have somewhere to play. And, you know, I think it just, it's just going to get better for everyone included as you get, just get more players involved and, and more folks playing. So expansion, good stuff there. Uh, so yeah, we'll have some folks on next week for sure. Uh, appreciate you guys all joining in this episode of the 20 Alley Sock podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to call it good for there, but like I said, next week, Sonny D'Alessandro will be on with us and we'll have some more guests lined up for you to enjoy. So that's it from here at the Frady Hole. I'm Roger Graham, your host. Peace out. God bless. Take care. Have a good night. Take care. <laughs>